About one in nine people on earth don't have enough food to lead a healthy lifestyle. That sounds awful, but consider this staggering statistic. 100% of Important Question podcast hosts have too much home to be considered homeless. That's sad. What if we could reverse both of those figures? What if shedding our sheds for a year would somehow eliminate hunger from the world? Would you go homeless for a year to end world hunger? I'm Caleb. I'm full. And this is Important Question, the podcast that ponders publicly what you ponder privately. That's a much better tagline, by the way, than our original choice, which was we fondle publicly what you fondle privately. Ah, yes. And by the way, my name is Gordon. (laughs) Gordon Full Highland. Yeah, Gordon Full Highland. My full name is Gordon Highland. Would you, Gordon Full Highland, Mm. would you go homeless for a year? To end world hunger. No, I, I think that's a very noble cause, and I, I, I wish someone would take up that mantle. But I am just selfish enough to have to decline. Maybe you don't understand what I meant by world. I know it's a very big place. I know you There's could a, say universal hunger. <laughs> wow, and I would be like, oh. Although to be fair, there could be some total dicks out in space that we don't know. Yeah, about. that I'm wanting like is a punitive act on my part to to not go right. homeless for a year. It sounds great, but I just don't think I could go homeless for a year. Would you even attempt it? Like let's say that you just had to try you had to give it your all. Could I just do it for like a month and then drop the the uh hunger levels by that requisite amount? Just like being nailed to a cross. Wow. <laughs> you I'm quite martyr. a martyr. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit selfish. And, and, and let's be clear when we're talking about homelessness, we agreed before the show, we're not talking about like, you know, packing it up into a Winnebago mm-hmm. and hitting the road for a year and hitting all the hot spots. By homeless, we literally mean living out on the streets and every night, every day having to scrounge for, for your food and your shelter in public or private areas. So, well, you think about this, and I haven't answered, the, answered it yet, but I think my, uh, my, um, being mean at Gordon here probably. Notice I didn't my ask you if you would or not. I, th- I think I think you probably knew what I was going to say. Yeah. But think about it, think about this though. Uh, those the people who do that in most cases I would say have some sort of community support system that they can rely on mm-hmm. to at least get a meal every day or a meal yeah. every few There's days. Shelters, shelters, that sort of thing. So are we also eliminating the possibility of that? Is this literally having to live on the streets? Because otherwise, yeah. You could live in somewhere like Portland, which has a, 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 a I would say, almost suspiciously uh, 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 supportive homeless right. uh, system. You're not cool unless you're homeless. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's people who literally say, I wouldn't just, I would live better if I were yeah. homeless than to get a job. I'm just homeless for the clothes, just for the hipster wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. So are we eliminating that from the discussion then? You can't, you yeah. can't be homeless in Portland. Well, okay, right. Yeah. I think okay. it needs to be because the idea is a major sacrifice. Right. 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 So, so why I, I'm guessing that you would do this. Of course I would. Of, of course, course you would. One of the very few things I've said on this podcast without any sarcasm. So, um, me being homeless for a year is like, is, is nothing compared to how huge of an issue global hunger really is. Um, I mentioned a stat up front, um, and that equates to about, uh, this is according to the WFP.org, which is the world FP, some 795 million people in the world do not have enough food to lead a healthy, active life. I don't that know that is more than 200. That is more than two United States. 
Uh, the vast majority of the world's hungry people live in developing countries where 12.9% of the population is undernourished. Yeah, so, especially I know like they always have to say, when they say Africa, now you have to qualify it. It's sub-Saharan Africa because all the people in North Africa, they're a lot better off. Yeah, stuff, probably, the, right? you got Morocco and, and yeah. Egypt and all that. And yeah, and so that, they get into the 20 percentiles, I think, and a lot of people in Asia, uh, South Asia, um, the numbers are much higher. So than you average. know more about this than I do, and still you're like, "Fuck them." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's almost worse. Like, I researched yeah. it. Yeah, you researched it. You still don't yeah. care. I'm going off of, of off of sad stories of like Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> the Sarah McLaughlin commercials. If you replace right. dogs with people, that's what I'm going right. off of. You're going by actual statistics, and still, I know. I'm still. Unmo- I'm not unmoved. <laughs> are you not entertained? <laughs> well, I would also. I mean, I would do it in pretty much any circumstance you throw at me just because I, I would do it even if it wasn't world hunger, if it mm-hmm. was to end all the hunger in Kansas uh, city, probably not just Kansas city. Cause yeah, there's ours isn't that bad. Really? Yeah. We're not that bad. And in, in the United States, definitely. If I was like the, the Midwest, mm-hmm. probably, yeah. I don't know. I'd have to look at just some so statistics. You, you seem there. pretty gun ho about this. And part of me doesn't know if one, um, you're a great humanitarian. Let's, let's put that on the back burner. <laughs> <laughs> right. Two, you have sort of a homeless fetish, perhaps, or three. I just had a Rick Perry moment there. <laughs> I had Oops. it a second ago. Yeah, or if um, I don't, a fetish isn't the right word. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't like see someone holding a sign and jerk off in my car. I well, mean, the, the first part of that, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do jerk off in your car at stoplights. It's just never with a homeless person. Never with a homeless person there. Shoulder. That would just be awkward for yeah. all of us involved, especially if then I still couldn't give them change. That would, <laughs> right? They're like, "Thanks for no, the no, thanks you, for you the sexual it. gratification." Right. But I'm still not giving you a yeah, nickel. You keep it. I saw uh, there's uh, when I used to drive downtown every day. There was one stop where someone would always be every day, and was like, "Oh, am I going to be the one that's got to be stopped next to him?" You know, I mean, yeah. even people that are that are sympathetic to the homeless. A lot of times they don't want it in their face all the time. And so I remember I've seen a lot of different things transpire at that intersection. One time I saw a guy pull a, literally a six pack of cans of beers and he gave him the, the Heineken holiday five pack. He pulls one beer out and he handed him a five pack of beer. <laughs> Which is weird because the homeless guy couldn't even drink it because you can't have open container. Yeah. So like, you know, that's yeah, why they invented uh, the bag. Yeah, that's, that is actually why they did literally. that. I've done the research. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's not a fetish so much, but, there is a small part of me, um, though I don't think this is this is credit to my uh, superb martyrdom. Um, I would. There is a small part of me that would that embraces the idea of living a lifestyle that I would never be able to live daily. Mm-hmm. So in the like a year's worth of doing something, almost like the uh, the, the super size me guy who did like the thirty days of things. Sure, that sort of thing is really interesting to me. If I didn't have a family, obviously, if I live if I was by myself and I had the ability to do that, didn't have like a steady job or something, and I right. could literally choose to live a different way for a year, for a month, or whatever. Homelessness would be one of those things. I did in high school. Um, a friend of mine, we we seriously entertained spring break one time, just like taking the week during spring break, going to a town that we've never lived in and just like trying to survive for, for that week. Wow. Uh, we ultimately... So a regular spring break. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> probably less less bikinis. Um, yeah. And more alcohol, actually. Probably a lot yeah. more. Uh, it didn't... We did end up doing it for a couple reasons. One, uh, we were naive enough to think that in the small town of that we grew up in in Kansas, that... Uh, there would be an area within driving distance that would 
somehow be okay to be homeless in. Like, you're if very you're, selective about where you want well, to be homeless. In. What, I, what I mean by that is like the town I grew up in had 4,000 people in it. It was a very small town. Yeah. If someone was homeless, everyone in the town would know about it, even yeah. if it was a stranger. And you wouldn't be able to stay homeless because people would be like, let me give you some food. Let me bring you in. And so there, I would, you wouldn't be able to do it that way. Hashtag first world problems. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing is because philosophically it, it dissolves pretty quickly because we have the promise of returning to a normal lifestyle at yes. the end. So we actually wouldn't be able to really experience what it's like to be mm-hmm. homeless. We're really just experiencing what it's like to camp for a week. Yeah. And so that I felt wasn't really true to the thing, but we we seriously entertained it and it just kind of fell apart. Even factoring in your family obligations at home, would you still go homeless? If they were assured to be taken care of? Not not assured, but as they are currently. In their like they would situation. still live in the house. And nothing changes except for your absence. And I would leave. Would my paycheck still go to them? Would you get paid for being homeless for a year by your job? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think, you know what, I would, I would, I know my wife well enough to think that she would probably be on board with it because she would find a way, a way to support herself. And I say it like my, my wife doesn't have a job. She has a job. She could, she could take care of the kids and herself, talk with her parents, get help. You know, she would be supported for that year during the time. But if, what if there were like a, uh, something else, another aspect, maybe they, someone made a documentary of you and your process about it. And maybe that could help other people in the future. So would you, I will ask you. Yeah. Um. I would be more inclined to, and that's just, I never really thought of myself as being that narcissistic, <laughs> but, but that does make it more attractive to me. You know, cause but also you admitted I'm, that you're being narcissistic about it. So really it's not at the very tail end of your, of your statement, you said, you know, because then other people might be able to get something out of it because there's a documentary, but the truth was you're in a documentary. I'm creating awareness. Yes. <laughs> and there are, I mean, there are some benefits to homelessness that I would be able to catch up on my reading. Um, I have more material from which to write about if I want to continue writing. Um, I, I think you would have more of an appreciation for life once you return mm-hmm. to, to civilization. Um, you are going to have a lot of free time. So, okay, for example, there's a story uh, that got linked about a year ago that was very popular on Esquire called The Last True Hermit. There's a guy in Maine who lived in the woods for 27 years, um, never had contact with another human being except for a, a hiker that passed by him once. He said hi to him, and that was it. And he kind of terrified this region because he would steal. He would break into their homes um, always when no one was home, um, you know, middle of the night or whatever. And the things he would steal were propane tanks, especially, uh, clothing and reading material. His teeth were rotten, et cetera, because he loved to steal candy. And so people had tried to catch this guy's like a friggin' Yeti for years and years and years. And someone finally like the sheriff or whatever, set up a motion detector and was able to get there in time, found him and they arrested him. And the Esquire, uh, reporter had an interview series with the guy while he was in jail. And it was just super fascinating, this guy's outlook, because he didn't really have a reason for leaving. leaving. He just kind of drove one day and just kind of kept driving. The road got smaller and smaller. Um, But uh, he never got sick the entire time. His rationale, he says that you need to be around people to get sick. Um, His speech had atrophied severely. When they found him, he was having trouble speaking and eventually came back to him. He was very well read, though. He read stuff like Ulysses. He loved Hemingway. uh, Before or during? the During, while he was away, yeah. Um, but he also said that he, he, and I think this might apply to homelessness in general to bring it back around. He, he lost his identity because he didn't ha- he said that he didn't have anyone to perform for anymore. So he felt that he became irrelevant. I think a lot of homeless people suffer from that feeling of irrelevance. 
that's a really interesting point. I never really thought about that. And I hadn't heard that story at all. So we'll, yeah, link, it. we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. That's really interesting. The idea of losing the, you losing your identity. And I, I don't, if you're for, homeless for in, a year, it probably exactly. wouldn't happen. Well, it, not only for the time span, it wouldn't happen, but also if you're homeless in a city, it probably wouldn't happen because right. you're still looking at people, eye contact, begging for change, that sort of stuff. So there's still some yeah. human interaction. And you're going to come in and do the podcast every week still too. So of course, what, what is this weird metal <laughs> object? Steal my, my microphone face. and go go <laughs> panhandle on I'm the streets. Go eat your microphone because <laughs> uh, I also don't know what food is. Being homeless, um, what, I want to know what food is. <laughs> That's not the lyrics. <laughs> what uh, what kind of food is is solving world hunger here? Because I mean, am I going sans home for say uh, 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 just to dump crates of Twinkies on starving Ethiopians? Oh, I see. Like with the rest of the world, what what food is going to feed the world? Right, exactly. I mean, if it, if it's just like Twinkies on Ethiopians, then like the 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 PR just might not be worth it because I think. <laughs> You're going to get – the story is not that you cured <laughs> that you cured uh, hunger. Yeah. The story is that you gave Ethiopians Twinkies. I mean, yeah, there's not going to be a benefit concert. No. <laughs> Twinkies for Africans. <laughs> it's not. Um, and, and if there was, it would probably be a different kind of Twinkie, and it would just be some weird dude's basement or something. Um, <laughs> wow, you were really showing your hum- humanitarianness here. Mm-hmm. Humanitarians. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck editing this one, Gordon. <laughs> yeah, because you're not only concerned about ending world hunger, but also what is the quality of life for these people? Yeah. I mean, I, a Twinkie, I read somewhere, could like feed a starving person. And I keep saying, saying Ethiopian just because I grew yeah. up in a time when that was basically the equivalent of starving person. Um, and yet people love, hipsters especially, love Ethiopian food. I know. They love going to the restaurants, eating with their hands, yeah. sitting Indian style. Around I, I enjoy it too. I don't love yeah. it, but I, I enjoy it. I was just assuming it's really small portions, <laughs> yeah, right? I was, I was just thinking, was, what do they serve you, empty bowls? Well, that's fun. <laughs> we can tease the homeless because we know they're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a Twinkie could feed a starving person for a, a week or so, I've read somewhere. Um, but we buy those things in boxes of like 12. Yeah. Like we, we are buying so much more energy and sustenance than we actually need. Yeah. That it's kind of disgusting in a way. Well, Twinkies are disgusting anyway, yeah. but... Uh, but yeah, it's so I, I would be a little concerned about what kind of food it is. Um, although I doubt that in this situation where there was some where there was a, enough of an infrastructure built up to support me going homeless and meaning that that gets rid of world hunger, I'm guessing the people in charge of this whole scenario don't have Twinkies at the top of their list. I, about a month ago, I sent out a tweet. I tweeted, therefore I was uh, that I just eaten some chili and I always get super bloated after eat chili. I'm like. Forget rice. Why don't we drop? I mean, why don't we give them like two spoons of chili per day? And that's just gonna. I don't know if it's the feeling of being full that's important. I think it's the actual having yeah, nutrition. Probably right. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and, a, and a case of Beano. In to that go case, with you it. would just yeah send them like uh, carbonated water, and they would just drink soda all day <laughs> right. and just feel bloated. And right. Full, they would have that that distended, the gassy uh, feeling. So, what would a world look like? That no longer uh, had a starvation problem. I mean, you look at some of the, especially in the third world and developing countries, some certain regimes, they couldn't control their subjects the way they do today without starvation. That's a tactic that they use. Mm. But like as Americans, would we need to make do with less food in order to help out that? I think we could. And would we? <laughs> no. <laughs> we probably wouldn't, no. but we definitely Some of could. us would, but not in... It's like the green efforts. Like, you know, it's going to put a dent in it, but is it going to be enough? No. Well, it's like water. Water and food are similar. Um, I read a, a, a quote somewhere. Brilliant observation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they're very similar. So yeah, you, they're from you the both, same food. You, you, you right? imbibe yeah. them. Uh, imbibe them. 
I read something that basically with water and food, both it's not a resource problem. It's a distribution problem. That's exactly right. That's all it is. So, you know, if we can, we throw away so much food in America, if we can distribute that somehow to people in, yeah. uh, you know, starving countries and starving areas that are or just hunger areas, then it, it'd be fine. So yeah, we, we need better channels for it because we actually, I did some research, believe it or not, and still chose not to, <laughs> as you said earlier, the the world produces an average of 3000 calories per day per person of every person on this That's planet. Crazy. It's just the problem of, like you said, the distribution and also like the time, cause like it rots, it spoils, right. you know, it's not prepared properly, but also I you know, everyone wants to talk about, you know, organics and natural food. And really, I think, and I'm not alone here, a lot of scientists agree, we need a lot of that uh, modern farming, the, the GMOs and stuff like mm-hmm. that, because we literally, even as the world is right now, we don't, we could not feed the entire population of this planet with natural mechanisms for, for one reason, they are organic farming, because it takes up too much land. Mm-hmm. There's not enough arable land to, to feed everyone in the world. And we have to get better at uh, getting higher yields in smaller spaces mm-hmm. uh, and whatever it takes to do that. There's a, there's a big movement for urban farming too, where people are trying to, you know, have gardens on top of right. roofs and things like that, which, you know, could be good, but yeah, you're right. There's, there's just not enough space. And as space continues to be developed, um, it's just not plausible. I don't think. Yeah. Um, I had a friend, a uh, college friend who was on the show Naked and Afraid a couple of weeks ago. And basically what that is, they drop a man and a woman in the middle of some pretty hostile area of the world for 21 days. They're allowed to bring one item with them. Uh, she brought... Uh, some... I hope one of those items is a camera. <laughs> <laughs> they have a crew that yeah. yeah. She was hoping he'd be more of the hunter-gatherer type because she's this really kind of granola girl. Uh, and at the end of the, the trip, she actually... Spoiler alert... She was carrying him because, like, he he found himself being low energy. They weren't eating, and she she had a really good mental outlook on the whole thing and was able to survive because she was better equipped that way. That's a long way of asking. Do you think men or women would be better equipped for homelessness? Oh, God, that's a good question. In urban settings, probably men because I don't know. I just feel like a homeless, and this is maybe me being sexist. Sexist, but in sexist in a way that's probably rational. I, I feel no, go with me You're here. A men's right activist. Go with me here. No, 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 no. I, I think men are going to be better equipped just because there's more homeless men out there. Is really what I was getting okay. at. I think a, a homeless woman is a minority, and I think they're going to be looked at differently. Not necessarily in a way that equates better giving mm-hmm. or whatever. You I know, feel more sorry for homeless female people when I see them than men. But would you? But if you're not the type of person to give money to anyone anyway, yeah. is that is having a, a female there going to be enough for you to say, okay, now I'm going to give? Yeah. Or would you still walk by the same and just be like, and you would just feel a little worse for that, That's an individual thing. But for me, it's enough to where I'm more inclined to want to help her. Yeah. And, that is, and that's a weird thing to think about in the beginning because there's yeah. really no rational reason for no, you. So, you know what I mean? This is fascinating. Something I thought about. Maybe it would make, make for a great prank or reality TV show or something. Do you think there's... Say we have someone of means, someone that has money and resources. Could they remain homeless simply for the fact that uh, they're a dick and no one would just sell or rent them accommodations? So you got this guy who's got nice clothes, he's got a cell phone, he's got money for fine dining, all that kind of stuff, not going to suffer. But he still has to sleep under a bridge every night. Because in my mind, I'm like, well, he has money. Yeah. He can get whatever he wants. Like, no, <laughs> doesn't they, matter how big of a jerk he is. Like, you know what I mean? The people have made a pact that they're not going to okay, sell anything to no this guy. Gonna... <laughs> like the town bully. I see what you're saying. I see yeah, you've got this posh guy, you know. Like uh, a guy who maybe he goes to work every day is a good person, 
but he yeah, sleeps under a bridge. Uh, yeah. How nice is this bridge? Is there a doorman on this bridge? <coughs> is this a gated bridge? <laughs> do we have a sponsor today, Caleb? We do. We do. iCup. A Wi-Fi-enabled change receptacle and bathroom in one. Perfect for homeless people looking to connect with the rest of the connected world. Ever since Borders Bookstore shut its doors, the homeless population has been unable to reliably find bathrooms. That's where iCup comes in. Simply insert spare change into the iCup to simultaneously transfer funds to the homeless person's PayPal account. Yeah, they have one. While also unlocking the patent-pending urine receptacle. You can't spell iCup without I-C-U-P. And now you can do just that in style with the iCup. Wow. You're a true humanitarian. If I haven't said that already this episode, Caleb. You haven't. Can you say it one more time? You're a true humanitarian. That feels good. Yeah. That feels really good. Finally, we've done something positive on this podcast. Wow. Caleb's going to go homeless for a year. Can you believe that, people? No, I don't need to anymore. I feel great now that you've told me I'm a humanitarian. Oh, see, you got All I wanted the... was a validation. Oh, the end result. Aha. Burned again. Once again, Gordon screws all homeless people. Speaking of that, correction time? Unfortunately, yes. Uh, Back in episode 11, Would You Rather Be Uglier or Dumber, we stated that we would be a weekly podcast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, we lied. Uh, For the next few months, at least, we are returning to a bi-weekly format. The end of the year... Bi-curious weekly. That's right. We're we're, we're dabbing our toes. In college, we went bi-weekly for a while. The end of the year is always crazy for me, so I fully anticipate we will return to a weekly format once the new year comes around. So says Caleb. So say we all. Unless I die, which well, is possible. Yeah, you never true. know what's going to happen. Yeah, I'll have to do a, a memorial episode if that happens. Maybe I'll starve to death by that point. <laughs> Not likely. <laughs> I'm rich. Okay. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. The uh, official Twitter account is at ImportantPod. I am at Caleb J. Ross. And I'm at Gordon Highland. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. You can also visit us at ImportantQuestionPodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook. Just do a search for, wait for it. What do you think it is? Um, book podcast? Ah, you're so wrong. That's also a good one. Yeah. It's important podcast, I think. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. And until next time, Twinkies are on me. Important question.